Welcome, entrepreneur, to the Ignite Your Wellness podcast. My name is Dr. Allison McLean. I'm a physical therapist, yoga teacher, coach, and owner of Ignite Your Wellness. Here on the podcast, we discuss all things body, brain, and bank account so you can cultivate your version of success while caring for your health. It's all about reducing stress, living a fulfilled life, growing your business, and enjoying life in the process. All right, let's get to it. Hi there. Welcome back. Today, I'm honored to bring on yoga teacher, trainer, mentor, and business coach, Gwen Fiera. She lives in Bali, where she leads retreats, teacher trainings, and helps yoga teachers build a successful business and make a bigger impact online or in person. You will love this episode. Together, we go over common pitfalls of the yoga teacher and yoga studio owners, what to be aware of, what to look out for, and some tactics and strategies on how to problem solve and create solutions so you can have more time freedom, have more students in your classes, And even other revenue opportunities, Gwen discusses her path to success, which involves workshops, retreats, and trainings. And where, as I share mine, it was a little bit different where I still did workshops, but also did more one-to-ones and no retreats. So again, it goes to show you there is no one right way. And you can hear from two successful and profitable yoga teachers and entrepreneurs on their path, on how they grow their business, and how we both help yoga teachers this day on creating a sustainable and profitable yoga teaching career for their life without burnout. So enjoy this one. Hello, welcome back. Today we have a special guest, Gwen Farah. And Gwen, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and who you help? Yeah, so like you, Alison, I also support yoga teachers. So I'm so happy we connect about that because, yeah, there are now so many yoga teachers, but so many, so that needs support. So what I do is that I'm a yoga teacher trainer. So I mainly teach, train yoga teachers, but also mentor them and also have them after being certified, like on how to grow their own business, especially Mm -hmm. outside of teaching in a studio and all this transition online because that has been a big subject this last couple of years so yeah that's mainly what I do and I'm based in Nusa Lembongan which is a small tiny island next to Bali in Indonesia mm, love it are there a lot of studios over there I think four now which oh, is nice. a lot because the island is seven kilometers square so. okay <laughs> nice good so you can get some yoga <laughs> yeah and so with your trainings, are you doing like YTT 200s or 300s? Yeah. Got it. And do so people do, fly in for that? Yeah. So we have people flying in. Sometimes they fly to just do the training and they don't even have the time to just explore Bali, which sometimes is, is such a shame because it's so beautiful. But yeah, we do 100 hour, 200 hour, 300 hour and retreats ah. and drop-ins and workshops and all of the studio stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're busy. Hi. A bit. (laughs) So, you know, teaching and mentoring a lot of teachers, what's the biggest struggle you see with them? 
I think like we often feel alone, especially when we start, because that's why like the TT is such an amazing experience when we do it in person. Online is also great, but of course, like sometimes people want to do it in person because you have this feeling of I'm not alone. I can see that other people practice is not perfect too, and they're also trying to become a yoga teacher. And yeah. and so I think like the struggle is to feel alone and you're scared and you feel that everyone else is doing it so well. Oh Everything. yeah, that's the big one, right? Everyone else <laughs> is doing it so well. Like look at their practice, look at their followers, like in that mm. imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> this is so much. What do you usually, you know, ad- what kind of advice do you give to someone that is, feeling a lot of that fear or that imposter syndrome I think like the big thing for me is to just tell them that I've been there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I know the beginning of imposter syndrome I still feel it now I still feel it when I show up mentoring teachers being like who am I to mentor them you know (laughs) totally I I do too Exactly. I think it would be insane to not be. And especially in the yoga world, we know that we know nothing. (laughs) Because as more our practice depend or as more we teach or as more we grow business, all of the things, we always have something else to learn. So I think my first thing to say to someone that feels like that is like, I've been there and I still feel like this. I still feel like, oh, how will be my class? Like, is there something or if someone shows up in my class, I'm not expecting, like we all have this feeling. So it's really about coming back to ourselves and for me knowing that it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. Just knowing that it is part of the process. And for me, the other part of the learning was like, okay, if it is normal and fear is going to be there in the beginning, I used to do a lot of like pushing and forcing like okay well I'm just gonna kind of like barrel through this fear and I'm just gonna like do the thing and that was a huge energy leak for me personally so now I've learned how to be in the discomfort of the fear feel the fear do something different or unknown but at the same time like it's from a place of allowing where I'm not I realized also sometimes when I was doing something new, especially if there was a lot of fear, I was afraid of failing in some way. And also knowing that just like failure is also part of the process and learning how to handle failure and disappointments and like feeling those things. Then I was pushing a lot less. Do you notice that Mm. as well? Yeah. And also it's so interesting because like the word resistance, like for me, it's this, like sometimes we're just trying so hard, you Mm -hmm. know, just like push against this wall of like, and it's not working. And I think there was a big difference between having like fear, but it is possible, you know, like if you allow it and if you breathe through it and yes, you can continue in this way or like the resistance, like you just trying to think and it's obviously not working and to do something else because I feel like as yoga teachers also we don't well we don't know about business until we're actually growing one and that's how we learn usually because that's not the kind of stuff we like and then we try so hard like I, I just had the memory of me just wanting to help yoga teachers having a self-practice and how for example this did not work at all like in my own business you know 
And I was trying so hard because I'm like, you don't have a practice, you need one. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't working, you know? And sometimes what is important, I will say as teachers, also to like come back to who do you want to serve, you know, and stop trying to like four things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's so right. And it's also meeting our students where they're at, where you know what's best is they need a practice, right? Because you know the benefits of having your own practice. You just show up more embodying that teacher knowledge to share with their own students. But at the same time, they have to want it for themselves. (laughs) And it is a little bit of bridging the gap of like meeting them where they're at. And a big question I get from a lot of the clients and teachers that I work with is like, well, how do you know if something's not working or if you're just kind of in like this experimental phase, right? What's mm. way that one way that you really determine, okay, no, this is really not worth working. I'm going to kind of pivot from this versus, hmm, I think I might quit on it too early when I'm so close to getting it, you know? Mm. Yeah, like in the group program that I have, like for teachers to help Mm -hmm. them build their business, like because we work like every week, this comes like often so many times. And so I think it's more of having someone that tells you just keep doing it a little bit because by experience, I know that Mm -hmm. this is a great niche or this is a great program or Mm -hmm. are you doing great? Mm-hmm. or having the experience of being like I'm sorry like let's do one more market research and if this is not working then let's change so I think like for me what had helped me was to have people just telling me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just tell me like okay like keep going because it's going good even if you feel a bit of a struggle or someone telling me when this is not working like you've been trying totally yeah I agree that's having a coach I think you and I know too is like it'll just help you get to where you want to go so much faster with less struggle and at the same time it's also like learning how to trust yourself so sometimes the coach will you know can advise keep going or Maybe even too, it's not like there's very rare and few times where I've ever seen a coach say like, that's not working. It's not like a viable business that's not going to work. Most of the time, it's like, you just need to tweak a little thing, like something like maybe it's just your message that's not resonating. Maybe it's just where you're showing up. That's not where your people are right? Because mm. uh, I have a friend that's a yoga studio owner. The majority of her clientele is 65 years and older. So they're not on Instagram. So if she was yeah. doing like <laughs> most of her marketing on Instagram, it, it wouldn't really do as great of a job of driving people to her studio as other places where, you know, the people of that age are like hanging out and looking for help, you know, because their doctors mm. are telling them to do yoga. So they are looking for yoga. It's just like, you got to find them where they are. Yeah, exactly. That is like the where they are. Like I just also hear that all the time and I'm sure you do. Like, I don't know where are my people. Uh And uh, (laughs) Uh yeah, it is true. Like I think sometimes we just try to be everywhere. So at the beginning and we always listen to our friends and family. Like, Oh, you have to be everywhere. Yeah. No, (laughs) that's like we were talking a little bit before 
I hit record about how there is a lot of burnout in the yoga teaching industry. And I think it's a compound effect of trying to be everywhere, teach everywhere, sub everywhere, do all the, and do private sessions, hopefully, and do more teacher trainings. It's trying to do all the things all at one time. What do you Mm. see? Yeah, I think there's exactly like, and for Instagram is such a great example because like everyone seems to be like, oh yeah, Instagram is because all yoga teachers, it's a platform that we go. And that's why a lot of yoga teachers think it's also a great place to be and it might be for their niche. But not everyone goes for not entertainment on Instagram. A lot of people just go for entertainment or pictures and Mm -hmm. not advice on their health, for example, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think like it's, that's definitely something of like trying to be a little bit everywhere and just getting, yeah, burnout on the way. It's not so sustainable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I noticed too, like there's a lot of burnout, not only just like in like general exhaustion or tired from being everywhere, but also like a burnout in the teaching. Like I talked to some people that were teaching like 15 plus classes a week, for example, and they were similar style. And I remember talking to a teacher on a Friday. So towards the end of the week, and she was just like, I feel like I'm repeating myself like a record. And then I'll be in the middle of the class and I'll be like, wait, did I say that already? Did I cue this already? Did we do this pose already? Where, what class am I in? You know? <laughs> so I think what you said earlier, your own practice can help so much with like coming down and resetting the nervous system and replenishing the cup. And mm knowing the limit of how many classes for you individualistically a week or maybe it's a month that you can tolerate because it's going to be different for everyone and for me personally for my one-on-one sessions I'm not a high volume therapist I'm not a high volume like teacher that could teach a ton of classes a week so I knew my limit and other people can do a lot more it works for them that's great but for me I'm going to stay in my own lane What have you seen a lot of? Yeah, well, it just resonates so much because that's exactly how I ended up. Like now Yoga Bliss, like the resort Uh that we have in New Salambongan and like now it's also all online. It has become a six-figure business. But like the beginning, yeah, but the beginning I was teaching five classes a day and I wasn't making 200 bucks a month, you know? And and just trying to see where the people and things. And I was so burnt out by teaching up to five classes a day. And I'm an Ashtanga teacher. Yeah. Oh, so God. imagine. <laughs> oh my God. And that I just stopped and came, I was like, actually I teach because I want to practice. And so I just stopped teaching completely to come back to my practice. And that's mm. why I think like for teachers, like you were saying, the practice is so important and to know your limit. Mm-hmm. I teach three classes a week. So that's my, mm-hmm. that's my limit. And I sit all the time for teachers, but I found that now with all the teachers that want to go online, there was also a difference between a lot of them actually have never experienced this burnout because maybe they've been teachers since the last two years and there there have not been that many in-person yes, classes, you know? Right, yeah. So I, I do feel there was a bit of two generation of teacher for that, like mm-hmm. with the, <laughs> the world pandemic of the one that have been burned out just trying to have their class on Zoom and have people coming in their Zoom class. And the one like we might have experienced before of uh, teaching too many classes and being like, this is not sustainable. How do I make 
it sustainable. Yeah. How do you advise them to make a real living with being a yoga teacher? Because it is possible. Oh, yeah. 100% in person. (laughs) Well, in person and online, I find it's then a little bit different now. Mm-hmm. But in person, I think what works is then not to be so specialized as like it would be online, but to have mm-hmm. workshops mm-hmm. and to have maybe retreats and to just really take care of the people that come. So they mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. and they bring, bring their, their friends. friends. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> and just to stop trying also to teach everything to everyone, but just to feel like that's what you practice then this is what you're going to teach and that people then really can resonate with it. Mm-hmm. And of course, along the line, one of the most con- to have a bigger income in person is to have then the retreats and then trainings, of course. Mm-hmm. So I will say that this is what I've done in person and that I found that was the way for me to keep my practice, which was what was important. <laughs> yeah, and if you're like, oh my gosh, I can never lead a retreat, like for me, Leading a retreat is my worst fear because I'm not a detailed oriented person. And there's a lot of details to leading a retreat, (laughs) right? But there's still other ways because you can do private sessions, right? Mm, You can do workshops and then you'll meet. That's how I filled mine Mm. was workshops, teaching a lot of classes. And then both of those fed to like my private sessions. So you can Mm. do that and then like cultivate programs like uh, packages and whatnot. But yes, there are so many ways to do that or a kind of a hybrid of those. But again, you just have to watch your schedule because if you're leading trainings and retreats, for me, I have to be careful of leading trainings only because then I end up like every weekend away from my family. So it's, yeah. it's prioritizing the way that'll work best for you, your lifestyle, and also what lights you up. So it becomes more fulfilling and energizing versus an energy leak or drain yeah and I think definitely I also have a real one and I think that that helps also change our life and priorities and not to be so like narrowed into something because there was actually other things that are important and I Mm -hmm. don't work weekends like (laughs) for example and same like trainings I don't do like trainings every month like some 200 hour they do like every month and even mm-hmm. here and I'm just like how do you have the energy to yeah. do that you know yeah. it's very draining yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so you gotta find your road and I know people that do like myself do a hybrid of in person and online it, mm. it there really is no wrong way to do that because for the most part, unless you're a studio owner with a large overhead, right? The teacher doesn't have as much overhead. And so they can be a little bit more nimble in in what they do. And even for the studio, you know, that's a whole other (laughs) topic, right? Do you help a lot of studio owners? Yeah, but a lot, then that's the people that they just don't want to have the studio anymore. And they Mm. just want to go online alone because they just see that it's, so much it is a lot but we need the studios to keep the yoga going right I know it's really hard a lot of studios in our area have taken big hits through the pandemic Mm. it's really hard and so yeah a lot of them are closing which is understandably but I think there's still hope for the yoga world but I do think something needs to change in like 
the studio model in of terms quantity. of like being profitable and being able to pay teachers but still be profitable right there's a, yeah. there's a lot there's some fine-tuning work that needs to be there yeah all of that in like we were talking staying neutral and not burn out uh-huh. while <laughs> while doing all of the things yeah yeah and I you know one thing I do see like a lot of studios is there's one area that could really make a big impact in their profit line but they're so afraid to change it is front desk help right so many studios do work for trade at the front desk which mm. is fine for check-in right? But they're expecting people that are not being paid to sell the packages. And I think that is where it kind of goes awry. Mm. And I think if there's dedicated people working to clearly educate the students on the benefits of packages, what the packages are, the difference, because a lot of times they don't even know like what's available or what like the weekly special is or the Groupon special is. And so then it gets like really confusing. But if there's dedicated staff for that particular role, I think that investment could give back so much more. But it's like taking the leap and doing it. Yeah, especially like for studios that have back-to-back classes, I think. Because if they have like two or three teachers and they don't have back-to-back classes, then the teachers can also have a little bit of this role Mm -hmm. at the end of the class of just saying that, Depending, I think it really depends on how people pay also, because like for example, for our studio, people pay at the end of the class to the teacher. And so then when they pay, they're like, oh, actually, do you have like a three class pass or do you have, you know? And so I think it's a complete different relationship, mm-hmm. but everyone wants relationships. So it's true that if you just have someone who's like, okay, here you go. And there is no conversation. I think yeah. it, it might be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many models, like there's a successful studio in our area that the teachers rent the space, which, you know, in California, we teachers have to be an employees, but unless they're like, it's really their business, their class. And that takes a lot of the pressure off the studio as well, because the teacher's the one in charge of filling the class, accepting the payment, and both parties would market. And that model had did really well in our area. Mm, yeah. But the teacher has to market and have a little business savvy skill. Yeah. It did work well and there was no front desk. Yeah. And I think that's why like when teachers want to grow then on social media, like this I think is, is great because they can feel that they're doing their own thing. They rent their space. You can do a live and in-person in the same time, like online and in-person. You can do what you want with the space. Mm-hmm. And I feel that one of the things that stress out yoga teachers that go online or so is to have space in the house. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I think like sometimes it's, it's nice if they have the, a space that they can space rent. to go uh, into. Yeah, and yeah. I love that doing in-person online at the same time. It's such a way to maximize everything. Yeah. And I mean, you don't need a fancy space. You probably like preach this all day long, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just find a corner. <laughs> yeah. Put some plants there. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Or have a tapestry, whatever. Like 
use your individuality and like creativity to like bring the space alive really yeah awesome well thank you so much for showing up today and sharing your wisdom and showing us the journey of teaching from you know many different models in different ways are there any parting words of wisdom that you would like to share yeah i think to just come back to the probably how we feeling is normal and that when we don't know how to deal with it or what is the solution to just also look for support like with you alison or like with me like just mm -hmm. with people that have been where you are now and people that you want to be there like if for example you know that this type of business that you want is exactly what this person has built then just going there because there is so many different coaches and they're all amazing yeah. and everyone has a different journey a different vibe and I think it's so important to look towards something that someone already done yeah 100% there is a, a need to like reinvent the wheel you know you can do it a little bit different so you're mm. like being authentic to your like brand or purpose or message right we don't have to completely reinvent the wheel no <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome <laughs> love that so where can people find you and get to know about you and your programs i'm part of your group which is awesome so i'll put in a plug for that <laughs> yeah i'm also part of yours well then definitely like the facebook community like uh -huh. i love communities so yeah. uh, it's called elevate yoga career so on this on instagram at gwendolyn ferreira and my website is yogablesslembongan.com awesome love it well thank you so much Thank you, Alison. It was so nice to connect with you. Yes, you too. Wait, before you go, are you ready for more? Your next best step is to sign up for a free strategy call. Every day you wait is another day. You're just racing around from class to class, session to session. It's another day you miss out on precious moments with your family because A, you're not home, or B, you're home, but you're actually not present because you're worrying about how to fill your class, where your next client's coming from, all the things you have to do. It's also another day you might miss out on taking your favorite yoga class or meeting a friend for a hike because you went over in all your sessions and you spend hours agonizing over sequencing your next sessions and classes for the following day. Being a wellness practitioner can feel like a lot. Sign up for a free strategy call with me. It's one-to-one -one for 60 minutes. We'll develop a plan. You'll know exactly what to prioritize when you get off the call. You'll get so much clarity. And if you decide to work together more with me, we'll figure out how to fit it all in. You'll be able to care for your health, relax your family, grow your practitioner skills, Learn from all my knowledge base, one step at a time, while developing trust in your intuition in a streamlined process. There's a solution, and I've got you. Use the link in the show notes to sign up for the free call, figure out your next steps, or just head to igniteyourwellness.com. That's ignite with a U-R, wellness.com. I'll see you on the map. Bye for now.